Hey guys, it's C.S. Joseph with csjoseph.life doing another episode on our series of so, about social compatibility. Uh, tonight's type, we're going to be discussing the ESFJ because we just finished with the in-charge types, which is the ESTJ, ESTP, ENTJ, ENFJ. And we are beginning with the starter types this time, which is ESFJ, ESFP, ENTP, and ENFP. Yes, I'm aware that the order of which I do these lectures is not everyone's favorite because types like INFP and INFJ and INTJ and INTP, the most uh, asked for of and the most viewed of all the lectures available right now uh, on my channel uh, and on the podcast, are saved for last, uh, naturally, I guess. But be that as it may, uh, we are going in them in this order. I always start with the in-charge types, and then I go to starters, and I do the uh, see-it-through types, and then I do the background types or behind-the-scenes types in order from left to right, according to the typology grid available on the homepage of my website, csjoseph.life. By the way, if you need to figure out how to type yourself, get that infographic. It shows you how to do it. It's pretty easy. It's like times tables. Just find your interaction style and find your temperament, and then you instantly know which of the 16 types you are, which is a lot faster and more accurate than any test you'll ever take. Yeah, please don't take a test. They're like terrible, at least a test that I haven't designed, but uh, more about the test that I'm gonna be releasing that's way better than anything else you find on the internet uh, in the near future. So with that being said, we have the ESFJ social compatibility. So let's talk about that. What types are socially compatible with the ESTJ? So uh, it is SPs first, NJs second, SJs third, and finally NPs. That is the bird's eye view, high level view of what types are overall compatible with ESFJs. But we gotta drill down because this is uh, Gotta drill down deeper because this is social compatibility. Social compatibility. So remember what social compatibility actually is. It, what it represents. It represents when you have face-to-face -face relationships and shoulder-to-shoulder -shoulder relationships mixed together. And we develop this through an algorithm to you know do a weighted average, and we average them out, and it averages out all the cognitive functions, and it produces social compatibility. What is social compatibility? Social compatibility is friendship-based compatibility, is the compatibility uh, on a spectrum from deep, meaningful relationships to more shallow relationships at the lower compatibility spectrum uh, for people to establish friendships with. Now, be advised, this is based on functional compatibility, cognitive functions. This is not based on things like camaraderie. What is camaraderie? That's if like, like for example, we just did a video uh, looking at uh, ESFJs and ISFJs, they're both SFJs. So they are they have camaraderie being that they're both SFJs or two types being an SJ, that's com camaraderie. Like if they have the same temperament, that's camaraderie. If they have the same interaction style, that's camaraderie. If they are ISJs, that's a camaraderie. If they are ISPs, they are that's a camaraderie. If they are ENJs, that's a camaraderie. If they are ETPs, that's camaraderie. So there are different types of camaraderie-related relationships outside of cognitive functions. And people think that, oh yeah, that, that makes us really compatible. No, that's not compatibility, that's camaraderie. You are essentially having a shoulder-to-shoulder-like relationship with people because you have common ground. 
but common ground is not the same thing as compatibility. So I'm stating this disclaimer here that when I do social compatibility, you understand that this is compatibility according to cognitive functions over a weighted average between face-to-face -face and shoulder-to-shoulder -shoulder relationships. And it has nothing to do with similar letters or similar uh, interaction styles or similar temperaments, etc. That's camaraderie. That is an entire different series of lecture seasons to be done because there's so much content on camaraderie. But I will get to camaraderie eventually. For now, we're doing social compatibility. So, be that as it may, SFPs, NTJs, STPs, NFJs, NFPs, STJs, NTPs, and SFJs at the bottom. Uh, and by the way, camaraderie does not equal compatibility as we just stated, and it is because there is some built-in redundancies. If you're not socially compatible with somebody, chances are you have camaraderie with them, so you can at least have some kind of relationship with that person that you guys can both meet in the middle for which you can uh, you know, complete a, a goal, a, a common unity-based goal that you have together so that you two can be successful in some way, shape, or form, be it work or whatever else. Who knows? But camaraderie does exist for that purpose in as much as compatibility would exist for that purpose. But again, this is for friendships. So uh, here is the list of the 16 types according to social compatibility to ESFJs with ISFPs at the very top and ESFJs at the very, very bottom. And in order from uh, top to bottom, I will state them for the purpose of those listening to us on the podcast so they do not feel left behind. So starting at number one, we have ISFP. Number two is ESFP. Number three is INTJ. Number four is ENTJ. Number five is ISTP. Number six is ESTP. Number seven is INFJ. Number eight is ENFJ. Number nine is INFP. Number 10 is ENFP. 11 is ISTJ. 12 is ESTJ. 13 is INTP. 14 is ENTP. 15 is ISFJ. And 16 is ESFJ. Because why would you want to be a friend with yourself? I mean, there's not much to like be gained from that type of relationship. So anyway, for the purpose of these videos, as we have been doing so far, I focus on the top four highest compatibility according to social compatibility and the lowest compatibility, the bottom four, uh, just so that you understand. Remember the top is for deep and meaningful relationships. The bottom is for like shallow uh, acquaintances, surface level from a distance, shoulder length relationships, and the middle are mostly just neutral relationships according to social compatibility. So with that, let's examine the top four. So we have the ESFJ and the ISFP. Notice how these functions are tuning into each other at the same frequency at the same level, kind of like radios. Because remember, your head is like a radio, right? And you're tuning into the eight cognitive spectra. If you don't know what that means, please watch the video on the eight cognitive spectra so you understand how your mind works from the point of a radio. Your mind is literally sending and receiving signals and broadcasting into eight different spectra with which we use to communicate between our soul and other souls and other minds of other people around us and within ourselves because we have technically four souls in one inside each of our minds. So be aware of that. So we have ethics and morals at the uh, top here. So basically an ESFJ is all about consuming moral people. They are trying to find people who have the highest moral fiber because the ESFJ feels the most secure around people with high moral fiber, right? And the ISFP does not disappoint. 
And that's why the extroverted feeling, also known as ethics, is trying to consume the FI, also known as morals, of the ISFP. Because the ISFP knows how they feel, and the ESFJ knows how they feel, so there's no conflict. And the ISFP is trying to give a good experience to the ESFJ, and the ESFJ is trying to receive an experience at the same parental level, because they are both responsible with receiving experiences on the side of the ESFJ and sending sensation and experiences with the ISFP, so there is no conflict there. The ESFJ is aware of the experience it's having, and the ISFP is aware of the experience that the ESFJ is having, having no conflict, right? And guess what? The ISFP just wants to have the freedom to do whatever it wants. Well, good thing for them, the ESFJ is trying to make sure that they get to have the room to do whatever they want. And ESFJ is all about allowing an ISFP to have as much freedom as they want, to do whatever they want, uh, you know, and uh, and they do this from the point of view of, you know, just wanting to give balloons and candy, candy to the ISFP because it's like, hey, you, you should just tell me what you want. It's important for the ESFJ because when someone tells an ESFJ what they want, the ESFJ uses that desire as a boundary with which to, uh, you know, behave in, right? It's like creating a box, okay? This person has their, their desires and they're around me and I know where I can operate, right? And it helps them feel good about themselves. It helps them make sure they're not breaking ethical rules or boundaries. It's also how they define their duty because, oh, he wants this, so I should do this, right? And because they're so dutiful, ESFJs, it is important for them to be able to know what other people want so that they know how they can behave themselves. They are relying, mentally relying on that external information with their any child in order to be motivated in the beginning. So they are borrowing, essentially absorbing the motivation from the ISFP so that they themselves become motivated to behave dutifully and loyally. Imagine that. So, so again, the ISFP is aware of what it wants and the ESFJ is aware of what it wants, no conflict. So uh, insecure functions, the fourth function. The ESFJ is very insecure about what they think. They are afraid that they're stupid and uh, the ISFP is walking around being afraid that the ESFJ is also stupid and uh, afraid of what other people think of the ISFP. And that leaves the ESFJ all the room in the world to be the most thoughtful person in the world, which TI inferior can literally be the most thoughtful of all the types. That makes ESFJ super mega thoughtful, especially when combined with SI parent. SI parent plus TI inferior quite frankly technically means that in a romantic relationship especially, that would make the ESFJ literally the most thoughtful of all the types, believe it or not. Because they can always remember what somebody else is wanting and then they always remember and they give a gift, you know, because they're super thoughtful about it and they can always be thoughtful as a result of already knowing what the person is looking for, what they want, right? And because they're not going to forget, you know, kind of like what ENFJs do because they have TI inferior as well, but ENFJs kind of forget things a lot because SI trickster. SI parent does not forget, so the ESFJ can remember. Thusly, they're even more thoughtful than the ENFJ just because they can remember everything, whereas the ESF, ENFJ can't really do that, but the ESFJ can. So, ESFJ is like, I know what I think, and the ISFP is, I know what you think. So, no conflict. Now, into their worry function, also known as the nemesis, is the fifth function. The ESFJ is worried that they are a bad person, and the ISFP is worried that people around them are bad because the ISFP knows that they are good. 
I am good with my FI hero, but that doesn't mean everyone else is, so I'm worried that they're a bad person. And then the ESFJ is like, well, I'm worried that I'm a bad person too. So again, no conflict. Uh, the ISFP can actually help in this area and help the ESFJ not feel so bad about themselves. Uh, conversely, you know, the, the sense of morality that the ESFJ is drawing from the ISFP can actually serve it back up to the ISFP so the ISFP does not feel bad for not being supportive enough. Sometimes ISFPs walk around feeling like they are not being supportive enough. Sometimes ISFPs feel like they're being overly selfish at times. And then after they do something, they realize they may have been selfish. So they go back to their partner and it's like, I'm sorry, you know, or their friend. And they, they apologize. They take responsibility for it, which then the ESFJ is like, oh, no, no, I was over. I worried I did something wrong, not you. And then it just ends up becoming a nice, amazing, very loving situation for these friends. And you know, which may lead to spooning, which may lead to forking, who knows uh, if they're really in that deep relationship. But regardless, uh, no conflict because uh, the ESFJ knows how they feel and the ISFP knows how they feel, no conflict. And the critic function, the ESFJ is constantly critical how everyone else dresses and sounds and walks and their posture and all that, you know, and their health and, and whether or not they go into Walmart, you know, these types of things, SE critic. But ISFPs are already critical about the experience they're already having. So ISFPs are all, because they're so critical, they already probably have the behavior of not walking into Walmart, already set up early because it's part of their moral internal value system. They do not value going to Walmart because they're very critical in that way and because they're critical towards themselves having these experiences, the ESFJs will, great, I don't even have to criticize you because you already have it all figured out. So again, no conflict. I'm already criticizing my experience and I see the experience that you're having and you're already critical towards it, so cancels out, no conflict. Trickster functions, ESFJ never knows what they want. Well, good thing for the ISFP because the ISFP doesn't know what anyone wants either, so no conflict. I don't know what I want. Well, I don't know what you want anyway, so why do we care? We don't, great, we can move on. You know what I mean? No conflict. And the demon functions. Uh, if you don't give TI uh, inferior its day in court, which the ISFP will always give its day in court, they really don't ever have to worry about the uh, demon functions. And uh, the ISFP does not care about what it believes is true or false, logically speaking. It only has, cares about its value system and its belief system, the beliefs that's maintained. And the ESFJ doesn't care either because the ESFJ is so focused on trying to not be insecure with what it thinks that it has no time to worry about the belief systems of other people, mentally that is or any mental awareness or acuity or capability. So based on that, again, no conflict. So that's how these two work. These two, these cognitive functions line up perfectly each other. They are super, super mega compatible. And this uh, transcends social compatibility, face-to-face -face relationships, working relationships. This is the big mama. Now the second big mama, which is the second relationship we have here, ESFJ plus ESFP, is also just as compatible and important as the first one, except this has the built-in humility amongst the functions because the parent-hero relationship. The hero's flying around saving the world, as I have said four times already in this series, but they're flying around saving the world, right? And then there's collateral damage. The parent's job is to protect the child, as I've said already, and because of protecting the child, parent is like, hold on, Mr. Hero, you need to slow down because you're having collateral damage while you're saving the world, you're hurting the children. The hero's like, oh crap. So the hero function actually has built-in uh, abilities, capabilities to listen to the parent function because the hero is super optimistic, 
but the parent function is pessimistic and it's doing it from a responsible parent point of view and telling the hero, hey, you need to calm down, but also respects the hero's position as the savior of the world at the same time, right? And the hero respects the position of the parent because the parent is taking care of the children. Based on that, there is built-in humility in these types and this compatibility. So it's the same, just like the ESFJ plus ISFP, the ESFP and the ESFJ really go together in a very similar manner. It's just like, ESFP is like, I know how I feel. And the ESFJ is, well, I know how you feel, no conflict. And then the ESFJ is like, I know the experience that I'm having. And then the ESFP is, well, I'm trying to give you a better experience because I'm already aware of the experience you're having. So no conflict, same thing. You know, I know what I, I have a hard time figuring out what I want. And the ESFJ is like, don't worry, I'm gonna give you all these options so you feel more secure, so you feel more safe. And I just wanna make you feel good and, and show you all the things that you can do, all the options, because I've experienced them before and I had no problems. So I wanna make sure that you have all of those options so that you can want things and you don't have to be afraid of wanting the wrong thing anymore, ESFP. Okay, yeah. And then the ESFP feels really good about that. It's like, oh, thank God I have you in my life. You're giving me all the options, great. I could choose this option, yay. And now I feel good about the, the, uh, the option that you showed me and uh, yeah. ESFJ also is very thoughtful towards ESFP and the TE child, the ESFP gets off on that thoughtfulness because it's like, oh wow, they think so highly of me and because of that, it just makes me feel really good with my FI parent because my ESFJ, just my ESFJ friend just totally makes me feel good because she thinks so highly of me and I wish more people would think highly of me, but luckily I have this person who just like totally, uh, uh, knows uh, knows what, what my value is here to this group or this situation or this project that I'm in. I'm so lucky to have her or him in my life. Okay, fair enough. No conflict, right? And, uh, you know, ESFJ is very worried that they're a bad person, but the ESFP is very critical towards the value systems of other people, and sometimes the ESFP can criticize the ESFJ for, like, actually you're doing a really good job and you're really thoughtful. Why are you worried about it? And then ESFJ is like, you're right, I am. I'm not worried about it anymore. And they can take away that worry. And the same thing, uh, you know, the SE critic with SI, the ESFP is worried about the experience it's having. It's it get, can get nostalgic sometimes. And then the ESFJ is like, don't worry about it. We're gonna make new memories together. And the ESFP is okay, yeah, you're right. And they can move on together. And then the ESFJ can give that good experience to the ESFP. And then, uh, you know, the ESFJ is not aware of what they want. And well, good, because the ESFP doesn't care what the ESFJ wants either. Like they literally don't care. And the ESFJ doesn't really care what the ESFP thinks. Well, luckily for the ESFP, because the ESFP doesn't really care about thinking either. ESFPs are amusing, aka without thought. They have a hard time actually finishing thoughts in their head, finishing logical thoughts. They can't really do it. So because of that, they have to create a belief system. Oh, I feel that is true and they have this belief system and a set of beliefs that they follow and that's how they live their life through their FI parent and TE child, right? And it's they're, they're driven by belief systems, that's what their thinking is. And it's not actually based on true false, it's based on beliefs, that is what rationale is all about. And because of how thoughtful the ESFJ is, the ESFP absorbs the thoughts out of the ESFJ and creates rationale, creates a new belief system centered around that ESFJ relationship that they have so that they could be a better person or more effective person or more productive person or more organized person, specifically because of the ESFJ's influence on the ESFP in this relationship. Dope. So if you notice, 
they're trying to tune into these different functions and find what they're looking for and they're like not going into the shadow area because remember the top four functions represents the ego right and they're not having to go down and which you'll find also with the ESFJ plus INTJ relationship which is super common and it is really weird I'm seeing a pattern with a lot of relationships. When people get married, the number three, according to social compatibility in first world society, especially in the United States of America, number three seems to be the most common marriage pairing for some reason. It's not the optimal, but it's pretty high up there that people go for it. I think in, uh, was it face-to-face -face or sexual compatibility, the ESFJ plus INTJ is like number five on the list. But on social compatibility, it's number three on the list, so it's still pretty heavy. It's 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 pretty it's pretty important. You know what I mean? So this relationship works out great. You got the hero uh, teaming up with the child. You know, hey, I'm gonna put you on my shoulder. I'm gonna save the world while you're watching. Yay, Mr. Hero, let's do it. Yay! You know, and they both do that for each other. You know, and I and I hero always knows what it wants. ESFJ is always thank God is thanking God that the INTJ already knows what it wants all the time. Doesn't have to guess and always knows its boundaries within the work. You know, and and Effie Hero is always trying to make the uh, FI child feel good, so there's really good compatibility there, no issue. But the SE inferior is trying to make contact with that SI parent. It can, and it can really deliver a good experience, but if the INTJ is afraid of the experiences or has that performance anxiety, especially in the bedroom, the ESFJ may have a hard time and they may even have a hard time reaching mutual orgasm, which if you're not reaching mutual orgasm, we're gonna be talking about that in another uh, a season uh, or playlist where we actually could show you how each of the types can reach mutual orgasm because who doesn't wanna have a mutual orgasm? But apparently people either take turns or they don't have orgasms at all. Maybe just one partner in the bedroom does. And what a really sad way to live life. Anyway. So uh, just be aware of that, you know, if you're an INTJ in a relationship with an ESFJ, especially like a romantic one, not just a friendship one, you really, really have to get over your fear as soon as possible so that you can really maximize everything there is in this relationship. But luckily, ESFJs are super patient and will give you all the freedom in the room and constantly feel comfortable so that, quite frankly, INTJs, you should be able to break out of that performance inside sooner with an ESFJ than most types because it's like... Oh, I'm just super comfortable and super supportive of you, no matter what you do. And then the INTJ is like, well, great. That basically means it's impossible for me to fail. So let's have just this amazing relationship with each other. Awesome. Let's do it. Yay. So they do. And, uh, but TE parent can make the ESFJ insecure because TE parent may have super high requirements and the TE parent could be like, you're not as thoughtful as I would want you to be, which can be a point of conflict in this relationship. But it is still compatible. Please remember INTJs, the TI inferior is super mega sensitive and they can it can create hatred and judgment and bitterness on the part of the ESFJ if you are uh, telling them that they are not thoughtful because the truth is they're actually the most thoughtful and you're not gonna really find anyone more thoughtful than them even though half the time you're walking around thinking like, wow, is she just some dumb blonde or is he some dumb dude? Like, really? It's not about that. They're actually really, really smart. It's just they're afraid that they're not. And you're not helping by you know causing a problem there. So remember that. Again, this relationship, all the cognitive functions are able to find what they need, you know. And then obviously, you know, Effie Critic is criticizing whether or not the uh, or 
Effie Trickster is uh, not aware that the ESFJ is already worried that they're a bad person, so there's not, there's not really as much conflict there. It's just unaware, so it doesn't care. And uh, NE, uh, any nemesis is just uh, dealing with the fact that there's an NI Trickster on the ESFJ. The INTJ figures out pretty quick that ESFJs like never know what they want, and that just means, okay, well, I could provide all of the desire in this relationship, and that's perfectly fine. And of course, ESFJs completely get off on the desire that the INTJs provide them, so no issue. And then obviously, uh, SE critic, this can be a point of contention between the two. The SE critic can hit the SI demon, which can cause the uh, INTJ to raise and, and elect itself judge during execution and go after the ESFJ, but it is very rare. It is not common. As long as the ESFJ understands to not delve into the past of the INTJ, allow the INTJ to be comfortable enough to share their past on their own, but ESFJs do not initiate that with the INTJ and you will have a good friendship with them. I recommend that. And then uh, we have the ESFJ and the ENTJ uh, as well. Very similar to the INTJ setup. It's, it's pretty much the same, except this time it's more of a hero to inferior. And this is what I would call the self-development relationship. They're very good at developing each other. ENTJs developing ESFJs. I know, I know an, e, uh, an ENTJ, ESFJ couple uh, pretty well. And uh, the ENTJ was teaching her how to do home buying, uh, how to uh, help her out uh, with asset acquisition, financial decisions. She just didn't really know about this. She didn't get really educated, but his SE child educated her SI parent. Although her SI parents, like sometimes, you know, you're pretty childish with your SE, SE child. And of course, you know, that's the only real issue with this relationship is that the parent functions are linked to the child functions and parent functions usually being that their parents are like, wow, the other person's childish. Still compatible, but they have that parent-child issue that can create conflict, but it's not as bad as what some other relationships could do. That's why this shows up at number four in social compatibility, etc. So just be aware of that. But the heroes and the inferiors are an excellent pairing because the heroes actually start to develop the inferior functions and it gets people on the path to aspirational faster in these kinds of relationships, developing them really, 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 really well. So that can be an amazing relationship as a result. And remember, no functions are having to jump into the shadow to get what they need. They're, everything is available in the ego. That is why these four relationships here, ESFJ plus ISFB, ESFJ plus ESFB, ESFJ plus INTJ, ESFJ plus ENTJ are the top four for social compatibility. Yes, podcast listeners, I am doing my best. So let's talk about negative compatibility, or at least the compatibility where it's like super shallow and acquaintancy. you know what I mean? So ESFJs, the INTPs, you know, polar opposites, right? Well, that's because there's Effie heroes trying to talk to FI demon. Yeah, that's gonna go over well. Boom, you know what I mean? And look at this, it's, it's, it's a lot of static, it's a lot of interference, you know, in the center area here, they're just trying to, uh, you know, get to the sun place, but a lot of crisscrossing and the wires are crossed here and it just costs so much mental energy for these two opposites to actually have a relationship with each other. Yet for some reason, this is known as the duality relationship, according to Socionics. And Socionics would have you believe that this is the most optimal relationship for you to have at all. I'm sorry to say, guys, but that is absolutely 100% false. And you should not listen to Socionics whatsoever when it comes to compatibility at all. In fact, I recommend burning it. Uh, 
get your nice little socionics poster that shows compatibility and everything, that nice little grid that they have, light it on fire, and then it will no longer be your issue anymore. And then you can learn this, and you'll actually know that you can be happy instead of trying to find your polar opposite and marry them and then, or have a friendship with them and then have like a really rough life. Yeah, I was very happy when my INTP friend divorced his ESFJ wife. It was a really abusive relationship in almost every way you can think. Yeah, not cool. And it's because the amount of mental energy it costs both of these types to even have a relationship at all. It's insanely difficult. And same thing with ESFJ and ENTPs. ESFJs do see ENTPs as brilliant. Sure they do, but there is competition. Well, because they have the same cognitive functions. They're just in a different order. Same thing with INTP, same cognitive functions, but in a different order. Same cognitive functions as ESFJs, is what I'm saying. But again, there's a lot more interference. You got, you got like four different uh, intersections here with which the cognitive functions are you know, competing with each other, trying to get through traffic. It just, it just creates a lot of congestion. If you ever tried sending data through a, a wire, you know what I mean, like a Cat5e ethernet, and you're sending data like, like, and it creates bottlenecks and it just makes things downloads or uploads take forever. Yeah, that's, <laughs> you think that's gonna be a good relationship? Yeah, no, not really. And then of course, fellow SFJs, ESFJ plus ISFJ. Yeah, no, hi, I'm going to try to out SFJ you so that you don't, you know, there's so many different intersection points between the cognitive functions, and they're all having to delve so below in the shadow of the other person, the unconscious of the other person to get what they need, and it just costs so much mental energy, it's just not even going to work. And as we can see, ESFJ plus ESFJ, are you kidding me? Why would you wanna have a relationship with yourself? Look at that, look at all these intersections. You know, before one function can get to another, you're at least having to collide with four other functions trying to get to where they're going at the same time. And it's like, Wow, yeah, I'm gonna to try to make you comfortable, but you're not. So my pessimistic critic is going to hit your pessimistic parent. Yeah, that's great. I, I, I guess you could call this Mr. Pessimism, you know, Tweedledee and Tweedledum. Both of them are super pessimists and they're just sitting next to each other, their arms crossed like this going, you know, and it's like, right, come on guys, wake up. Maybe you shouldn't be in a relationship. Maybe you guys should just agree to disagree. Maybe you guys should just be like, Okay, yeah, I see that we're kind of like mental brother or sister here. That's cool, shake hands, move on. You know, nice to meet you. Glad to see another ESFJ before it turns into a comp competition. It's like, okay, who's the better SFJ? Well, I am more ethical than you are, but, and then the other one's like, well, I dress better than you do because my SE critic is more developed than yours. And it just, it turns into like a shit show. Why, why would you do that to yourself, guys? Like, come on. Don't do this. Please don't do this. So yeah, that concludes social compatibility for the ESFJ. If you have any questions or comments about ESFJs and social compatibility, please leave it in the comments section of this YouTube video. And uh, that would be dope. Please subscribe also to the YouTube channel and to our podcast as well. That would be awesome. And uh, and if you haven't gotten like that type grid thing that you use to type yourself from the front page of my website, please do that. Yes, I know it requires your email address, but I'm not going to spam you. Instead, I'm going to send you private lectures to your email that you can only get through email, so it's actually like worth it. And if there was like a coupon code in there every now and then, you might find that cool too. 
but I mean, at least at a minimum, you're getting private content that's only available through the email instead of here on YouTube or on the podcast, which is pretty dope. I mean, who wouldn't want that? So just making that available to you guys, remind you guys so you have that. So awesome. With all that being said, I got a lot more of these to do, so I'll see you guys tonight.